Craft Beer Podcast. I'm Phil Clark, the Brit, bringing to you more information on the Chicago area craft beer industry. In this edition, we expand on our YouTube Hops Outside episode and continue the conversation with Church Street's head brewer, Chuck Fort, and marketing manager, Jace Ray. Joining me is co-host and hotline brewer, Kev McMullen. This is another Zoom audio edition, so please bear with us on the sound as it relies on the participant's microphone quality, which is usually a laptop or smartphone mic. But these days, we've got to take what we can get, because social distancing is everything. If you'd like to view part one, then head over to our YouTube channel. You can search for The Britain Yankee. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, find your podcast app on your smartphone search for the Britain Yankee and I think you'll find us everywhere cheers and now we join our show already in progress Welcome back after that short break, folks. Uh, we've still got uh, Jace Ray, who's with us from Church Street Brewing, and we also have uh, Chuck, who's the head brewer out there, Chuck Fort. Um, yeah. Ken had a couple of questions from the previous segment. What were they, Ken? Well, um, <laughs> you talked about using yogurt yeah. with um, Father, Father Damien. Right. And so just... I mean, did you kettle sour that, or how did where where did the yogurt go in? That that was a kettle sour. So uh, we you know I boiled it for you know like ten minutes the wort, and then I cooled it down uh, to 120 degrees, and then uh, so I had about 1,200 gallons of wort at 120. Then I added five 24 ounce containers of Siggy's plain yogurt. Uh, just uh, kind of Siggy's, Siggy's, S I G G I. Yeah, I know that's damn good yogurt, and that's expensive because I I eat that. At <laughs> yeah. but still, it's it's uh, if you use a culture, it would cost you one hundred and sixty four dollars, and this only costs maybe twenty five dollars oh. for five for five of these uh, twenty four ounce Siggy's containers. It's about twenty five dollars at the Jewel, and so. Uh, you just take that and scoop it in, and uh, and you dust with a little CO2. You close the lid, let it sit for 24 hours, and come back the next morning. It's down to three. The pH is down to 3.3, and very sour indeed. Wow, works, very well. works really well. 
I was, I was going to say, because there are different types of yogurts, and I was going to wonder if you were using a Greek yogurt, but I know Siggy's is an Icelandic yogurt, and it's very yeah. pure yogurt. It's a slightly different, I don't know what, I don't know what the difference is, but it's, it's different. I know that. Because I know if you have Greek yogurt, that can cause problems with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. It does. It produces mucus. In fact, I had this situation. I used to dr eat Greek yogurt. Yeah. And I had um, vertigo, what gave me vertigo, because it produces wow. mucus, yeah, believe well, it or I not. Mean, <laughs> well, if you look at Siggy's, they, they list on the side all the different cultures that, that they use to make it, and uh, it's, uh, they've got like three or four different ones. So you, you added the yogurt, and it, it turned out really well then, huh? Yeah, it works really well. That was Sean's idea, too. It was what? So, so Sean, uh, the head brewer at Berkus, uh, who's also Lisa's son, uh, he's the one that started doing that. And he got that idea from someone else that told him how to do it. Okay. And he came up to Church Street, and, uh, and we did that, and it worked out really well. Awesome. What was your other question, Ken? Well, it, we already kind of talked about it. That was the, when, the fruit was, when the puree was added. Yeah, so on that one, so Jace was talking about we had this the the brucifer that was old and we didn't really trying to figure out what to do with it and uh, so we added the puree. Of course, you know the yeast was long gone, so uh, the puree uh, didn't ferment out at all. So, what are some of the things you have to watch out for in terms of adding puree? Is it that floating cans in cans? What? Explode Take it out of the can is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Any, anything unfermented from like a sales point, right? Anything unfermented, the moment it gets warm, because you always can it at a certain degree. It's always cold. You put it in a can, it's cold. It sits in the brewery for two weeks before you sell it. And then you sell it. Already the heat is starting to get into it. It's starting yeah. to band the if moment it gets on the shelf it can just pop and then they look at you like like you did something wrong but you didn't <laughs> that beer should have been cold from day one and whether or not yep. you keep it cold or treat it that way they yep. still blame you for it so so i so. i'm gonna i'm gonna crack open a uh, vic because um single dry hop you said it was a single malt right not single malt but a single half yeah, oh, not okay. single malt, single hop, yeah. When are you going to do a single malt? <laughs> not yet. When we run, when we run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay, so here's a, here's a serious question for you two guys. The industry has obviously suffered um, fairly heavily, I think, from the different rules and regulations that have prevented some of the breweries down in Chicago opening because they don't have food licenses, People like Workforce have managed to keep going, but they didn't open up for a long time, even to do curbside. Uh, but, you know, there, there hasn't seemed to be too many breweries who have gone away permanently. We've had Argus leave us, and I think um, Distille closed down one of their tap rooms. So how do you see, let's go to Jace first. How, how do you see the, the industry going now? I, I don't know. I think... Um I think every time I gave a, uh, a tour of our tap room, I always talked about diversity, right? So we're a big production brewery. We're a production brewery. But we also, um, we're also serving 
an individual person every day that they come in. And we know that individual people fuel our tap room. Like we get $6 a pint that makes a keg worth $1,200 versus selling a, a, a pint or selling a keg out the back door production wise for 13 bucks. We know that the tap room is, is the thing that fuels us. Um, and it's sad to see 25 West go away. It's sad to see Argus Brewing go away. But what I've said from day one about um, us is that we're an eight-year-old tap room, nine-year-olds almost, um, and we're diverse. We are huge on the production side, but we're also expanding on our tap room side. So we're, we're big in both. We can do contract brewing, which helps keep us afloat, honestly. We can do brewing for all these very popular breweries that they can't do it on their own. We have to help them do it, and we do. Um, so we do contract brewing. We do production brewing. We, we're selling in eight states now, right? So like contract brewing alone or production brewing alone could keep us afloat. You had contract brewing, then you had our tap room, and it's just, we're diverse. We're, we've been diverse from right. day one. A lot of new breweries are not. They are very much, if you don't walk in the front door, you'll never see our beer at Benny's. And, and you see a lot of breweries starting to suffer now because they're very single-sided. They're very all eggs in one basket, which is um, we're going to be on Main Street. Church Street's not on Main Street. It's on Industrial Drive. You'll never, you'll never yeah. just stumble upon Church Street. Yeah. You have to find us. And it's a sign of an old industrial brewery, but it's an industrial brewery that draws people in with good beer. So Chuck makes good beer. We sell good beer. And honestly, the product is just, it's the savior of who we are. It honestly is. Like, I, I, heard, you say, I heard you say that uh, 25 West had gone away. I didn't know if it had officially gone away. I know it was having some issues. Yes. It has officially closed. Yes. In the mall. Yeah, it's, it's gone. Okay. So Chuck, how do you see it? from a you know from the brewer's perspective because you guys are part and ken you're also part of um illinois craft brewers guild um they recently put out a christmas in july fundraiser and we'll, we'll be having reviews of some of those i it's it's great because i don't know what i'm going to get in my case so i got my case coming uh, how 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 has they been helping? How have they been communicating with you? What what's your feeling as brewers? Uh, you know, kind of industry wise, and obviously you can be as as uh, you know open or not as you feel appropriate. Well, I think I think that uh, a lot of times when there's hard times, actually brewing sometimes does better, but it's got to be uh, packaged beer or canned beer in this case. I think we're seeing the, the canned beer, packaged beer actually going up. And so that's, that's I think, right at this particular moment, the place to be. Um, but like Jay says, we have diversity. We can, you know, we've got, we've got all, all, we got all the bases covered, whether it's tap room or packaged goods or, or whatever. But right now, I think that, you know, when, when times are hard and people are staying home, I think the packaged beer is, is the place to be. Ken, do you have any uh, comments from your perspective? Well, you know, I, I'm with Hop Vine, and Hop Vine's thing was beer and food. I mean, we, we paired beer and food, and we uh, cooked with beer. 
and we haven't been able to do that. So I've been furloughed for it's it's about a month and a half now. So um, we haven't. I mean, we're still selling beer, but uh, and we got a canning machine, so we were able to can. But you know, we that just happened right when the, this whole thing went down, and so we haven't been selling very much beer. Um, you guys got a canning line? I, I think I that I think that tells you right there, right? No. Like, like they they were very fueled towards people walking in their kitchen, their everything. It was very personal, like. They had to adapt when all this happened to getting a canning line, getting getting a production line, and something Church Street did not have to adapt to was creating production. I mean, that's what we've been geared towards since day one. Our tap room was a second thought. So now that we've had the same amount of people coming in for a tap room, but this but an increase in in um, want demand for our beer, it. It, it just kind of shows you, like, p- people have really liked those those production breweries, the breweries that are geared towards really good beers really often and just nonstop every day. I, I, I think that's I will really say, good. I will say a lot of breweries have suffered, but there are, there are several breweries that have done very well in this. And, uh, I mean, people are still drinking beer. Yeah. Yeah, they're drinking it more and more. <laughs> so I, I, I had a conversation this morning with um, my brother in the in UK. And of course, out there, the pubs are still not open. They, they Even though a lot of them have got beer gardens, those pubs are still not open, which means that you can't sell kegs to the pubs. Now here, I think places like, and we talked with uh, Ed from Ed's Basement, so he's a, he's a craft beer bar. He's not open yet, but he's getting ready to open. I think, is that phase four? I think it's actually phase five. Oh, I think no, five. Nobody knows. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's five. I think five is actually being able to go and interact with people in, in an establishment. I think it's actually phase five. But they also say in phase five that wearing a face mask is now every day. And, that, and that's fine <laughs> by me. I, I don't care, but, uh, you know, I'm... Let, let's talk no, about. I'm not going to do it. Let's talk about lockdown, okay? So, or or taking personal safety. I'm in, you know, a high risk group, being a little older, and having you know a little few congestion issues. I mean, I've been I've been suffering with a cough because of allergies, and everybody thinks, oh my god, he's got COVID, you know. But you know, when you walk into some of these beer gardens. Are they keeping them the patrons safe is one of the questions. I think you guys are, from what I see. Um, Wolf Den is. You know, I've seen some places where they have been crowding outside and they don't have masks on. Anybody got any comments on, on how well, people well, should approach this? You brought up Wolf Den. I think Wolf Den actually feels like um, they actually feel like they're owned by the CDC. God, they're, they're on the point, right? Like they sit you down, they, they escort you to your table, they make sure that you leave your mask on until you're right there. Like they are very diligent about um, all their rules. I, I feel like we are a little bit more lax, but also I think the general vibe with people is getting more and more lax. I think the more that people realize, okay, this is being more and more under control, they're getting a little bit, I think people are naturally starting to come around and just, they're getting a little bit more lax, 
well, I, think the important, I think the important thing is that we've discovered, I think, is that if you're outside, uh, you're not in an area where the air is stagnant. And it's, yeah. not, it's not just getting, if you get a, a little bit of coronavirus, it's, it's the amount. It's, it's got to be in a certain uh, quantity so that, the, so that the virus can overtake. And uh, it's just harder for that to happen outside when the, when the breeze is blowing. And if you're, you know, six feet away from people, even if you don't have masks on, it, it just, it, it seems like it's not easy, that easily uh, transmittable in that environment. Yeah, and so I think that's why we're not super, we, we are very cautious, but I think we're very, take it at your own risk, right? Like, show up, you know, you know what you're doing when you show up and you have six people with you, yeah. you're going to sit together, you know those people, but you're going to be 10 feet away from another group of six people. Like, I, I think people are starting to understand more and more of the risk versus just really wanting to have a normal life again. And I think wanting to have that normal life is, is starting to hey, overwhelm the world. Jace, Jace, it's the new normal. <laughs> I, I don't like that. I hate that. I hate, I, I really do hate, I really don't like that. <laughs> But, but um, people are behaving differently, and you notice it, that people just, all of a sudden, there's no need to hug people all the time. You can just keep your distance. And I like hugging. Cool. Me and Chuck used to hug all the time. Now he never hugs anymore. Now it's the elbow, <laughs> right? You give him the big E. Yeah, the big elbow. You just, you just give him one of the E's, and I'm like, come on, bring yeah. it in, Chuck. And he's like, nah, man, Corona. <laughs> Um, so let me let me um, see if I can uh, change the topic a little bit here, and I want to find out what's going on in the future. Okay, so let's imagine that we now have a an, well, don't have to imagine it's reality. We have an outdoor environment, right? People are drinking outdoor. Have we changed perhaps the styles that we're going to head to? And Chuck, I'm going to say you brew a pills, the Church Street pills. Are we heading towards the lighter the brews? The best pills. You yeah, shut up, Jace. Shut up, Jace. The best <laughs> pills you'll ever have in your life. Chuck makes the best pills you will ever fucking have. It's I'm, a just shit, man. Okay. I'm just saying that. It's the best pills you ever have. I'll tell you that right now. That's the stuff. So That's Chuck, my baby. Chuck, what is, your, <laughs> what is your feeling on styles? i got to mute this guy. <laughs> Well, I understand where you're going. You're saying if people are outside, you're going to want summery beers, and and uh, certainly those you see that reflected a lot in our in our fruit and our fruited beers. But I still think there's room for the uh, for the Baltics and the stouts and things. I don't know if it'll really change. I don't know if that really plays into exactly what we're going to brew. If that's going to affect it that much. And are we going to see a reduction in hazies? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I saw that Omega had produced a new strain of uh, Kavik. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's Kavik or Kavik. Or Kavik, Kavik, yeah, whatever. Do you know anything about that, Chuck? Yeah, there's a Hornendal Kavik that, we were, that we've been using uh, just recently. It makes a real fruity, it's got a real fruity character to it. And so I think we may be using it more and more. Oh, I, th I thought you said it was a $100 Kavik. <laughs> What did no, you it's Hornendal. Hornendal Kavik. Oh, Hornendal. Okay. $100, yeah. Yeah, $100 Kavik, yeah. <laughs> so you haven't tried it yet then? Uh, actually, we have. Oh, and? And I think we'll probably start using it some more. It's, it's got a real fruity character to it, almost as 
it almost tastes like you've already added fruity hops and you haven't added anything yet. That's how fruity it is. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. Anything for the future that you guys are going to be doing? Jace, what's, what's coming up that's new and exciting that uh, people can look forward to outside of these uh, terrible times? I think um, I think you should really follow our mosaic, our uh, our ministry series, right? So we we are very much um, a traditional brewery with traditional beers, but that mo that yeah, exactly. You're holding it up right there. Ministry series, like it it, it started off as mosaic, and we did a single hopped IPA. It was a wheat. It literally was a gumball head clone, right? And it was phenomenal. People loved it. But we want to stay true to being that European, German-style brewery, but we also want to be very in people's face, right? We want people to love our beer. And so we created this ministry series to start pushing the bounds. So if you were to ask me, what, what do I need to look for from from church street what do you look for in the future look for anything that has ministry and the word right our next one after the vic secret is milkshake ministry we have created some of the best milkshake ipas in the entire state in the entire world any energy city beer made by us any foreign exchange beer made by us people are freaking their shit out about it it's made by us. So we're about to start making beer that freaks people out and they love. And it's going to be called Ministry and it's, it's ours. It's ours. So anything with the, with the name Ministry behind it, start looking out for that by Church Street. So, so the milkshake beer is tripped over into your world, Chuck. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, and it's, it's already been brewed, right, Chuck? It's already been brewed, right? Our oh, yeah. ministry is on the way. It's in the can. Not yet, but it will be. It's in a big can. It's in a fermenter. All right. But, uh, big, the big can. Big boy. <laughs> so, Jace, Chuck showed us his beer cans. Can you show us your beer fridge? Listen, I don't get a full fridge. I get one shelf. I get one shelf, and that's it. I got leftovers and beer. This is all I get. One six-pack. That's it. <laughs> I, I snuck in another one. There's not a whole, there's not a whole fridge, all right? When you live with a lady who has a kid, you don't get a whole fridge. You get, you get half a shelf. That's okay. it. <laughs> well, you need another refrigerator. Well, I did buy a new house. We bought a new house, and we will have a basement that has another fridge. So ah. eventually, I will have my own fridge. But right now... I'm living on her terms, man. And I'm so happy to be on her terms. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything to fuck that up. I, There's I, another please comment. All right. Something to look forward to. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we just took a tour of uh, Jace's uh, fridge. Beer fridge. I missed yeah. it. So, so we, we missed it, but there's nothing much in it. It was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone off to get another beer. So here he is. He's back. What are you drinking now, Jace? The only thing I'm allowed to drink, the beer in the fridge. I told you. Anytime she goes to the store, right, I say, hey, just bring me back a lager because Church Street has spoiled me. I just love my lager. <laughs> so, again, this is a Mexican lager from Great Lakes. It's called Lager with Lime. 
All but right. I love my lagers. I think they're the best types of beer that uh, have ever been made in the world. And Chuck, I think, makes the best one ever. It's the that Church Street Pills. I think is best lager ever. Yeah. So uh, are you back, Ken? Or are you frozen again? Ken is frozen. <laughs> Ken is frozen. Okay. All right. So thanks very much indeed, guys, for coming on the show, uh, giving us an update on Church Street. We've had a good chat. You've been drinking a few of your beers. Uh, we'd recommend everybody to head out to uh, Church Street and uh, enjoy your patio. Chuck, thank you very much. Ken, Ken, have you got a beer in your hand? No, he's gone. Hello. All right, so thank you very much, guys. Um, we'll catch you on the other side of uh, coronavirus lockdown in phase seven. <laughs> what is that? Oh, my God. All right, cheers, Chuck. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks Thanks guys. Cheers. Bye. Britain Yankee! Britain Yankee! I'll have a pint, Yankee! Go, give us a pint. You got any tetanus? Uh, a pint, please, Bob. Give me another pint, please, Bob.